Well, with me in the studio are three brave women, three mothers who are going through that same torment. Batsheva Yachalomi, who is waiting for news of her husband, Ohad, and the 12-year-old son, Eitan. Renana Jacob, whose boy, boys Or and Yagal, 16 and 12, are still missing. And Hadas Calderon, her two children, Sahar and Erez, 16 and 12, and their father, who we also think is in Gaza. Thank you all for being with us. And I'm sorry it's under such difficult circumstances. Batsheva, let me start with you. Tell me what happened to you on October the 7th. Um, at, six and a half, uh, at six and a half in the morning, we woke up, there was many alarms. We heard many, many rockets. We know what to do in this, in this situation, and we went to the safe room. We had a problem with the door. Uh, we couldn't close it, so we sat inside trying to be very quiet. It was very difficult to do it because I have a small baby. She's one year and eight, uh, eight months, uh, and two other uh, children. Uh, we sat like this for two hours, and very fast we understood something else is uh, happening, something that we are not, uh, we don't know. Uh, we started to hear uh, gunshot. Uh, gun from outside, on the windows, on the walls from outside. We started to hear sounds and uh, people talking in Arabs outside, shouting, Allahu Akbar, Itbach al Yahud. We smelled uh, things burning. We heard things breaking. We were terrified. Um, after two hours, Ohad, my husband, decided to go outside the safe room and to shut the door on us. This was the only way to, shut, uh, to close the door. So we went outside and waited. Uh, he told us from outside that he loves us. We told him we love him. At about 10 o'clock, uh, the terrorist entered our house and they shoot Ohad. We heard him screaming. Uh, and they entered the safe room. Four Hamas terrorists with uniforms and full arms, armed, entered. Me and my three children were sitting uh, close one to each other. They started to shout at us in Arabs, and they said also, come, come, in English. I understood they want to take us together to kidnap us. I told my children to scream. I wanted to earn time. Maybe the army will come to save us. So all of us were screaming, but the army was not at the kibbutz. After a few minutes, one of them uh, pointed uh, us with his gun and told me I shoot. He didn't left us any choice, so we went out of the safe room. We saw Ohad sitting outside, bleeding, injured. He told us he loves us, and he told us to go with him, with the, the terrorists. I tried to save my, save my baby. I put the baby on Ohad. I thought they would let me leave her there, but they didn't. They took her, and they pushed us out of the house. Uh, they asked me for my, car, uh, my key car. They wanted us to go with my car to Gaza with them. 
But when we went out of the house, I saw everything was burning, everything was on fire, the cars, the houses, everything. So I told one of them that the car is burning. Then we waited outside. They were filming us. I was begging them to leave the children, to let them go and take only me. Uh, but they didn't listen. Then two motorcycles were coming. Uh, they took Eitan, my boy, he's 12, to the first motorcycle. And one of the terrorists that was <coughs> holding my baby were sitting in, uh, on this motorcycle. Me and Yael, she's 10, uh, were sitting on the second motorcycle with two terrorists. Luckily, my baby was crying. So they gave me the, the baby. So Eitan was in front with uh, a terrorist. Me, Yael, and my baby were sitting on the second uh, motorcycle. We started driving uh, through the kibbutz. The kibbutz was destroyed, was burning. Big horror. But what was very, very shocking was uh, there was hundreds of terrorists in our kibbutz. Mm. Not just terrorists, there was only a, also a citizen from Gaza that came to destroy, to burn, and to loot everything they could. I saw children with television, everything they could, they took. And the, they started to go to Gaza, through Gaza. A hundreds of people going on the main roads to Gaza, and we, with a, with a two motorcycles, were driving through them. Very near to Gaza, two tanks of, of the army has arrived. They were two driving tanks. Tanks, yeah. Uh, they, they were uh, driving uh, wildly, and uh, the terrorists were starting to run everywhere. There was a big chaos. Our motorcycle was uh, falling. This was the last time I saw my son Eitan, his motorcycle. I've seen him uh, going through Gaza. And since then, you've not, you've not had any contact. Any contact, any news from him. And is that the same for you, Renana? Your children, Ord and Yagel, were, were taken. You were away from the house at the time. I was away. Uh, they were sleeping alone at home. Uh, Yagil is 12 and Or is 16. Um, you said they were missing. They're not missing. They no. were kidnapped from yeah. their safe home, from the place that they live in, from their beds on a Saturday morning. Uh, <laughs> you know, try and imagine anyone, try and imagine your children sleeping in their beds, waking up to an alarm, which is scary enough as it is when you're alone at home, then realizing there are terrorists walking freely outside. And that was a situation um, about um, an hour after the attack started, we started getting text messages from other members of the community. We live in a small communal community, kibbutz. Um, <laughs> saying that there are terrorists walking outside freely and whichever was just describing mm. and the shabab that you were talking about earlier. Mm. And um, uh, the boys told me that they hear gunshots outside and I started reassuring them that it's the army coming to, to save them. Um, 
And at a certain point, uh, they were on the phone to me uh, about two hours after this. It's all started and they, they whispered to me on the phone, Yagil, my youngest, who's 12, uh, say, said, there's people coming in. People, they was whispering, there's people walking in the house, someone broke into the house. So they were there on their they own in the safe room? They were terrified, yeah, they were alone in so the so-called safe room. Behave like adults in, in the safe room, they were having to take these decisions themselves. Yeah, well, I was there with them on the phone, um, but yes, and their father was in a different <laughs> safe room, and I was in a different safe room, and their father was shot, and they called, you know, um, his father, their father called them to, to ask hmm. to, uh, to get some help. I tried uh, to, to get some help uh, sent to him, but uh, it was in vain. All the houses in Iran were at the same situation at the time. And uh, as I said, I heard, I heard them saying someone's broken in, and two mm. minutes later I, they, I heard people speak okay. on the phone. I heard mm. people speaking in Arabic, and the door went open. And the last thing I heard my youngest boy saying to me on the phone a month ago, that was my last call from him, he was begging for them not to take him. He said, I'm too young. You can't take me. Please don't take me. I'm too young. And they took him. Um, and as I said, they're not missing. They were kidnapped mm. from their home. You said, um, imagine what it's like. I can't actually. Yeah. <laughs> I've got two children myself and I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine what that's like. Um, it, it's beyond imagination. Hadass, Five members of your family were taken. Um, your mother, 80, and your niece were murdered. So you know that. And you, yet, you, you, you haven't had time to grieve, really, because your, your children, Sahar and Erez, and, and their father, Ofer, are all missing, kidnapped. What, what, do you, what, what do you want the Israeli government to do? Because Mr Netanyahu thinks that force is the best answer and he thinks there should not be a humanitarian pause. I wonder what you think of that. I think one thing. I'm a mom. I'm a mother. I'm not a political. I can't give, give solutions. I can't give my point of view about the act, the army act. I'm a mom. I can say one thing. I want my children back. It's the only thing I can say. 7 of October, my family break apart. It's a black day. It's a hell of a day. Five members of my family been kidnapped. Two of them been murdered already. My mom, she was 80 years old, wonderful, sweetheart, warm, dear lady. And my niece, she was a miracle girl with autism, special needs girl. They've been murdered. As you said, I don't have the time even to grieve. I didn't even went to the funeral mm. because I have to fight for the one who's still alive. For my two children, Erez, 12 years old, sweet, sensitive, fragile boy, young boy, and my daughter, Sahar, beautiful, 16 years old girl, teenager, girl, and their father. I have to fight for them, and I want them back. Hadass, we're just going to pause for a second. I'm just going to say goodbye to our viewers around the world who are watching. But I want to continue with our UK viewers who are, who are still with us. Um, Renana, how, how, how do you 
how, I mean, you're here, it's really important to say this, you've yes. come under your own, own steam, the three yes. of you, yes. not, without, not with the Israeli government, not, not no. at anyone's this urging. This is a private initiation of the parents of the children. We have 32 children who were kidnapped. We uh, sort of collected the children from the lists and made our own group and uh, decided to initiate a visit and to approach anyone who can help us get the children released immediately. Um, you know, we, we just say kids are out of the game, they shouldn't be waiting for a deal, they shouldn't be... And we're here um, on this uh, private initiation. We came here to meet with uh, uh, Qatar's ambassador uh, in the UK, hoping he will enlist to the effort and he's very, um, he's very obligated. He's given us the impression that Qatar is doing whatever they can to help. And I do believe him. Uh, he was very, he was very empathetic to us, uh, and he's a family man. And it, it's an unfair question to ask you because you're suffering and you are the victims here. But but you'll be aware as well that there are children on the other side. Oh yeah, lots of children as yes. well. Um, do you have a view on on where this goes next? The only thing I can say as a mother, and I, you know, I tell it everywhere I go. I used to tell my children all the time that children anywhere in the world are children. They're humans and they should be seen as ones. And I'm trying to give good education to my children in regards to looking at mm. the people in Gaza and especially the children in Gaza as humans. And I'm sort of hoping that mothers on the other end of the fence see me as such, but I'm not sure anymore. Mm. I used to, but I'm not sure anymore. Um, you I think still there's want no to humanity this, left? I don't know. So much violence going on. So much violence going on. But, you know, my heart goes out to every child and every mother who becomes a victim of this. Mm. And I think Hamas is holding two, two million hostages, apart from our hostages, mm. which are the Palestinians themselves, and among them, the children. So let us just pause and have a children's time out. Mm. Get our children out and get the Gaza children out. Mm. Let's get them out of the equation. Mm. Do you have a view on how the media and, and, and the agenda in the last couple of weeks has sort of focused entirely on Gaza? Do, do you have any frustration, concern that in some ways the hostages... In, in, the, the Israeli government said the UN doesn't focus enough on the hostages, doesn't put enough pressure on Hamas to release the hostages. Do you, do you have a view on that? We fight all the time and we say this must be the main priority, the main goal, to, so, to save the hostage, to release them. I believe, I believe they're doing their best, you know, they're doing, they're acting you know, wisely and with, uh, with good judgment. I have to believe that. I want to believe that, okay? Mm. Again, I'm not political, I'm a, a woman, I'm, I'm a mom, I'm a mother. Of course, I'm terrified. Our children are still in the middle of the war. We don't know nothing about them, no information, we don't know nothing. They've been held in a tunnels, in a deep underground, they can't see the sky and the sun, and you know, I'm sure they're terrified. It's one month now. It's 31 days already. They're far from us. 
These children never been far from us more than three, two days. If I'm terrified, what about them? <laughs> you know, they, do, they don't know when they're going to see us again. They, they mm. separate from the parents. They, mm. Can you imagine? Can you imagine your child just being kidnapped from his bed with pyjama, from his mm. house, from his safe place, mm. without shoes, and just in cruelly and merciless way, he been taken, and it's very sensitive children mm. that already have how you said no anxiety attacks and um, the anxiety and the anxiety yeah. they're already anxiety because Anxi we are 20 years under bombs they're very sensi sensitive and fragile and they you know we had a movie of my child I can't see this movie the whole world seen this movie I can't see it because it's too painful to see that. Mm. How it's been held like this. I just saw the beginning and I, you know, I didn't want to, to watch it. But I just saw his, he was so helpless, so helpless, so terrified, and so confused. You know, he'd been held by big terrorists of Hamas. Can you imagine your child in this situation? And then it, they disappeared from our life. We don't know when we're going to see them again. Mm. It's look like Netzach, how you said? Like forever. It like forever. Yeah. I just want to welcome back our world viewers. We're in conversation with Renana Jacob, Abat Sheva Yehomi, and Hadas Calderon, uh, three mothers who have lost their children, um, kidnapped uh, currently in Gaza. Um, we, we've talked a lot about what happened on the day. I, I, I just. I just want to understand, uh, you, you've talked a lot about your emotions, but I want to understand what happens when these videos come out, when some of the hostages were released. Do you, do you take hope from that? Or, or, or does it in some way twist the knife? Is it, is, it, is it worse because of those videos? Well, let's differentiate between the videos that Hamas was sending us at the beginning, which was probably, well, it's part of their propaganda. Uh, and it's You're a very killing, violent one. The killing and, the, and what uh, happened on the day. All of it, including the video that Hadass was talking about, showing, showing little children see, being taken from their homes. I don't see them as great heroes by doing so, but if that's the way they perceive themselves, that's fine. If you were talking about the uh, hostages released, uh, both of them are, uh, the, the last ones that were released are from our community. And at least I was very, um, uh, very hopeful after their release um, because it, it's, you know, it seems to me that maybe there is some humanity on the other end mm. and uh, they saw elderly ladies that uh, needed medical care and, and decided to release them. So maybe there is hope after all. You said that you're not getting any information from right. the Israeli government. Mark Regev is coming on the program tonight. What do I need to ask him? I, you know, I don't expect them to give me any information because any information that would have been given to me would probably put my children's life at risk. So even if they know something, they're not going to tell 200 or so families what's going on and what they know or what they don't know. So I, I understand it's a very complex situation. What I do want them to... Um, 
to be obligated to is to, to get the children out and I'm not sure this is first priority. Well, I was going to ask you that. Do you, do you think the hostages are the first priority or is it I retribution? Children, is it Children, not oh, hostages in general, but children should not be prioritised. They should be first and they should be out and they should be out now. You know, you no deals, you, no mean, negotiations, just a timeout for children, get them out. But we understand the motivation that, that, is, that the War Cabinet is following and we understand the, the, the need and the desire for retribution, but is that, are the hostages, as you say, being prioritised in that and is the strategy right? It's not for me to say. You know, I'm not a um, politician, I'm not a strategic consultant, I'm not a general in the army. I'm just a mother of two who are held hostage. Mm. And I think it's my government's responsibility to get them out. And since they are children, they should be released. No questions asked. And that's, that should be agreed on both sides. Mm. Um, as I said, children's time out on both sides. Mm. Listen, we're, we're out of time. Um, but I'm really grateful to all of you coming in and, and I'm sure the sympathies and thoughts are there from all our viewers who've been watching. Thank so you. Um, thank you for coming in.